Hola, and welcome to episode 72 of Word to Your Mama. This podcast is about the life of a Latinx mama, that's me, and the lives of my amazing tribe, multicultural tribe. It's a celebration of shared experiences navigating this dynamic world. There will be special guests, mad laughs, and absolutely no BS. Nah, B is our motto. Segments by the Supernatural Bear. He's nine, going on 49. Happen every episode. But other than that, this podcast will be explicit. Please believe it. Today, we have Rita Bautista, founder of Latina Podcasters Network and Latino Pods. You guys have heard me tease about it, then announce the exciting news that Words Here Mama is part of the Latina Podcasters Network. So I thought it was imperative to have her on, tell her story, and why she chose to go this route. So we talk about, you know, her being on the show, it's coming off of the the big news announced at South by Southwest, the tech and media week of the festival, where she finalized the partnership with Pod Digital Media, which is a black owned company. And so it's like black and brown nudie. It's a beautiful thing. We discussed the nonlinear career path and her being a nomad, her being a child of of immigrants and be her mom is from Honduras. Be you know, growing up in New Orleans, moving around to Baltimore, and because of Hurricane Katrina, ending up where she is now in H-Town, Houston, Texas. We also talk about her, the yoga practice that she has, because she teaches that, but she helps black and brown folks to heal, and how that carries over into her professional life of being a founder, and how she has to set boundaries, and she's learning how it just kind of helps her on both ends. And also we get into where she found her passion, her her calling, right, to be of service in all these different ways. Before we get started, I wanted to share some stats that the Latina Podcasters Network shared um, a couple of weeks ago. There are 160 million monthly podcast listeners. That's just like all across the board, different walks of life. 21% of the U.S. Latino population are reached by podcasts. And in 2020, a study came out with the data that the Latino Latinx community has at least $1.9 trillion in buying power. And that was in 2020. We're in 2022 right now. So I think it's important to have podcasts created hosted by and for the Latino, Latinx, Latinx communities. And uh, a huge part of independent podcasts from that walk of life growing and getting the advertising dollars and exposure that they deserve, that we deserve, is going to happen because of Rita. She's dope. So let's get into it. Rita, thank you so much for being on Word to Your Mama. I really appreciate it. How, you know, let's start off by how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm I'm just getting back from South by Southwest in Austin. And that whole experience, if you haven't been there, is insane. It's just, it's creatives. It's everything. 
So yeah, it's really cool coming off of the high from that. Amazing. Yeah, I used to go because I worked in the music industry forever. And I used to go to um, every March South by Southwest. And I was like, Oh, this is Texas that I could totally see myself living in. <laughs> it's a different it's a different Texas. That's for sure. It's a whole nother vibe. The food's yeah. fantastic. It's like, oh, is this, you know, like in L.A., there's like Silver Lake. It's like, is this the hipster like Texas area kind of sort of, you know, Yeah, it is. It is. That's what it turned into for sure. I'm sure. And it's been a while. It hasn't been since maybe like 2000, a long ass time, like 2007, mm-hmm. maybe. So I'm sure it's like, psh. It's very different. And from what I understand, it's it's very different now, but I've never seen something so, how do I put it? Like, it just, they take over the entire city. Like, there's things everywhere and people are hosting their houses and like, it's just, it's really cool. So, yeah. yeah. From what I remember, I uh, shout out to, to Mr. D, him and I would go and it would, you know, we would be like, oh, we're going to see this. Was, we'd go for the music portion and we'd be like, oh, we're going to see such and such and such and such. But because everything was happening everywhere, we'd just walk around the corner. And be like, is that the one band we wanted to see He's playing in some little like alley or some like little bar? And we're like, yeah. oh, this is amazing. You know, especially if you're a music freak. But I've never been. You went to the that's the tech, the tech week before the music yeah. week. Yeah. Um, tech and media. And it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, I made a lot of really great connections with people. We signed um, an exclusivity deal with an advertisement agency, one of the largest ones for multicultural podcasts right now. So it's just been really great. Um, the relationships, the connections that we made are, I mean, you wouldn't be able to put a price on that. Yeah. And then also coming off of you know, everybody being indoors and everything having to be virtually. I'm sure the vibe, I mean, just watching your Insta stories and I was like, oh man, that's amazing. I'm sure the vibe was crazy because everyone was like, we, we outside. <laughs> yeah, basically like you let us all off of punishment and now we're <laughs> flourishing. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what it was. Yeah, That's amazing. And Felicidades, I was going to bring up, you know, the big news that you come off and the stuff that you're doing. Um, and how did that come about? Was there work leading up to the event or did it all go down at South by Southwest? Of course, as everyone thinks like, oh my God, it's breaking news. It's like, no, this has been in the works for a while. Um, you know, we're working with Pod Digital Media for the last pretty much year at this mm-hmm. point. Um, they have been instrumental in getting us really great brands uh, for the podcasters to work with. And we, you know, we monetize podcasts from small audiences all the way up to your traditional sizes. Um, So it makes me really excited to be able to say, you know, we helped monetize podcasts with really small audiences from the beginning. Um, And they were part of that. And uh, the opportunity came where they wanted to have exclusive rights to be able to continue to focus on leveraging our audiences to connect to these bigger brands that they already have access to and us continuing to help them grow their pool of brands as well. So for me, I thought it was a win-win. I mean, it's a black owned business. The one of the, oh. the owner or the founder is from Haiti and he is a New Yorker and now lives down in Miami. So for me, it was a no brainer. It made, it made a lot of sense. Um, because he already understands our brand and is very big on the promotion of the culture. Um, so yeah, 
it, it's been a while. It's been a good while coming. That's dope. But we're both going to be in Austin. So we decided to just, why not do it there? Dope. Amazing. And, and I'm going to have a link in the show notes to the press release. And I just wanted to, this little snippet where he says, Gary says, you can buy views, you can buy clicks, but you can't buy culture. And that's I think true. that's, I think that's super important. And, um, you know, the fact that it's like black and brown unity, I know you're Afro Latina, but you know, and you represent like what you're taking us on this ride and then black and brown unity. I mean, people are shook. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I mean, it gives me goosebumps to see yeah. how many people picked it up. How many people picked up the press release? Um, because when you start something as a labor of love, right? When you start something off, you really have to be hyper-focused in order to make sure that you're moving the needle every day, even if it's just a little bit. And for me, I've been moving this needle since 2019, since the day I incorporated the LLC. And um, which is really funny there because that, that's a hilarious story. Like no one ever incorporates a company on the 31st of December, but I did. <laughs> um, I did, you know, like I always, nobody ever does most of business the way that I've been doing it, but I have, and I could write a book about how not to do business. <laughs> um, but you know, that's the only way you're going to learn is by making these big leaps and bounds and, and, and making decisions. And the more decisions that you make, the more you realize that decisions are, there's never a bad decision. It's just a decision made that you yeah. hope is working in the best interest of, of the idea and the thoughts that you have as a founder. So yeah, I, I made a decision and apparently everyone likes the idea. So <laughs> it's a good one. That's amazing. Felicidades. And I wanted to find out where, where did this passion come from? Like, I know you have your own podcast. We'll definitely have a link to that. Where did the passion come from? What what was that like, you know, the root cause of you taking these big leaps and bounds and representing us and getting us the, you know, monetizing us in a way that we deserve? Where did that come from? How did you take the leap? I think, honestly, one of the biggest things for me is I was raised in a single parent household. My mom, mm. um, you know, she cleaned. I've watched her clean houses to like run businesses. So like my mom just never took no for an answer. Um, and you know, she instilled that in me and, and I think I've just always been that way. You know, whenever I wanted to do something, I was like, okay, and now, now I'm this and nobody could tell me I wasn't. And, you know, I think a lot of it comes from the, the scrappiness of being, of who we are, you know, I, of having grit and wanting to be that person who shows up is always a big deal for me, you know, like making sure that if there isn't something there to create it, I've, I've created a lot of things along the way. And this is just one that I feel really serves best for my community. And, you know, I would love for us to blow up and be like a multi-million dollar company that is the global outreach for Latinas and Latinos to share their voices culturally all over the world. Uh, and I believe that that's actually going to be something that's going to happen. And it won't be just me going. I want to take everybody with me. And I genuinely believe that to be true. I've tried to be as transparent as possible in everything that I do too with this company, because traditionally in media, the talent gets screwed. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's not what I want to do. I want to make sure that specifically in this woke culture that we're living in nowadays, 
People can do this stuff by themselves if they wanted to. It'll take them a lot longer, but yeah. they can. And, you know, to convince somebody to come onto my platform or to come onto my network, because I want it to work for all of us in our best interest as a community, it's a big deal for me. So that's where I get it from, you know, my mom watching my mom, but at the mama. same time, yeah, from my mama. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. And I want to say that, you know, um, it, it's it's an honor to be on this ride with you. And when we had that a meeting, you know, I didn't know you and I, you know, you did you do the search, the LinkedIn's, the da da da, but that kind of doesn't really tell you everything about a person. I've I work off of vibes. If it feels right, it's on and popping. So when when I was in that one meeting and you were just like, I got this vibe of you real, the transparency. You weren't trying you know how there's like not all skin folk or kin folk. And just because you're Latina doesn't mean you have my best interests at heart. Right. So I got to do my due diligence. And there was a vibe, the way you spoke, you were very passionate about it. You were just honest and you're just like, da, 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 da. And I was like, I'm writing. I don't know where this is going, but I'm writing. And look at all the stuff like you are grinding. You are doing the most for us. And I just want to say that I appreciate that so much. Um, so let's go back. I want to know where you because I saw that you went to college in New Orleans. But where did you grow up? And I know right now you're in Houston. But where did it yeah. all start? So I'm a nomad. I was born in New Orleans, uh, raised in Baltimore. So for anybody who's a first gen, first gen immigrant, I'm sure some of us have similar stories where our parents first made it to a certain city and then they migrated to another place. So my mom first moved to uh, Baltimore. And then when I was born, like when she got married, she moved to New Orleans, which is a huge hunter in population. Mm. Um, it's probably one of the largest ones in the U S oh, and then, mm -hmm, and then, uh, we moved back to Baltimore when I was about two and I was there well into my teens. So to me, home is always Baltimore, uh, <laughs> Reisterstown, Maryland. Um, <clears throat> it's a little town outside of Baltimore. And as my cousins always joke, they're like, it's Pennsylvania. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> um, but, and then, you know, family. Then my mom's like, I don't want to shovel snow forever. We're going to go back to New Orleans. <laughs> so we end up in New Orleans and then Hurricane Katrina brought me to Houston oh. and living in Texas was the first time where I was like submerged in our culture outside of just my house or my mm, family. Um, and I was able to really see Latinos here thriving and creating businesses and empires and being here for generations and generations before Texas was Texas. You know what I'm saying? Like right. the stuff that they try to ignore that Texas was really Mexico. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like there are people here who've been here that long that have been in these spaces that are, you know, thriving business owners or just in general, just being, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Without having to acknowledge that they are something or someone in this world without having to validate their worth. Um, and so for me, it's, it was a no brainer. I know we have some really random, random ass. Sorry. Can I say ass? Totally. Okay. <laughs> we have really random ass, um, policies and politics in Texas that, yeah. you know, is not always forward thinking, but in the space of business and in the space of representation, I haven't seen anything like this. And I, that's one of the things that really drives me to live in Texas is because mm. My community is here. My people are here and they thrive. 
That's kind of like California. Like California does it really well. I mean, I think in general, we're finally starting to see that. But this is a generational thing. This isn't like a brand new thing in Texas, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And also just I, I don't I know from like the music on the music tip, just how uh, the community, especially in Houston, um, the community is rich and people w- collabo a lot. And it's not, you know, that crab in a barrel mentality. And I love seeing that. So it's great to hear, you know, all the other things that are going down in H-Town. Um, so also, you know, and I also know that you, you're, you know, you teach yoga. And that's, uh, you know, a big part of you and what you do. And you posted yoga is a holistic approach to physical, mental, spiritual well-being. And our class comes with a little extra sabor. Tell us about that sabor. What can they what can people expect? You know, traditionally, I think people are used to yoga being like this breathe in, breathe out, just like kind of thing. And it is. (laughs) However, I like to add my Spanish music to my classes. I like to add. R&B, hip hop. I like to add nice. things that really make me happy and move. And like, you know, it's not all about just listening to like healing samples, you know, while you're, while you're moving. It's really <laughs> about what gets you in your Zen, what what connects your mind, body, and spirit. And for me, you know, my music, music is a healing therapy, you know? I and so it. when you do yoga and you're moving and, and you connect the mind, body, and spirit through whatever music you're playing, it really does help elevate, you know, your, your spiritual connection to the body to, to remind you to respect your boundaries in that space that you're in during that time. And I'm really big on that. I talk, I talk a lot about that in my classes. It's really funny because if you were in my yoga class, you would never really know that I'm doing all this stuff on the side. Like, <laughs> not, like this is just, this for me is, um, there's something beautiful about watching a person heal physically. Mm mentally and emotionally. And when you have taken somebody through a journey and at the end they're in Shavasana and you watch the body melt into the ground, you watch a person legitimately, you're guiding them and telling them to leave all their bullshit on the mat, Mm -hmm. leave, leave it, let it, let it melt away, let it get, let it go, you know? And it's legitimately, I could have a class on letting it go every single day and I would still see the exact same thing we carry too much weight on our shoulders. We carry too much that we bring with us throughout our lives, trauma that maybe no longer serves us, that unfortunately we're like snow globes. And, and you know, our lives sometimes need time for that snow to settle. And we never know how long it's going to take. But if you actively practice through yoga, meditation, or music therapy, or whatever the case may be, it starts to let you slowly unpack and um and leave that shit behind, you know? Yeah. And it's, I, I, I was gifted this last year, two years ago, um, because I lost my job. I was working in healthcare and I was making a lot of money in healthcare and, uh, I lost my job. I got fired in November of 2020. So I guess, yeah, it was like last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that moment of shock is always that sh- you're just like, what? I'm like, I'm a badass. Like, why am I involved? You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. But it is what it is. And and I have no ill will towards the company. I get it. Like I, I had a bigger purpose in life and mm-hmm. you can only live life forward to understand why the things happen backwards. Please believe it. Oh. 
LGBTQIA families have unique strengths and experience distinct challenges. At Pacific Oaks College in Pasadena, experience an education that will prepare you to support this community. The Masters in Marriage and Family Therapy LGBTQIA Studies program will train you to work with communities from any background while providing affirmative therapy to LGBTQIA individuals. Pacific Oaks College, experience that impacts community. Learn more at pacificoaks.edu. I was able to build out Latina podcasters because of it, but I applied to a scholarship for yoga because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make any money. Mm. And I'm not really worried about making money through yoga. Honestly, for me, yoga is, um, it's a spiritual release for me, but it's also the way that I can give back to my black and brown communities of something that, something that is so precious and, and something like this that you, we all should have access to. Um, so to me, it's not about the money. I mean, obviously I do get paid to do it, but it's more about, I know what it did for me and I know what it does for me regularly. And I wanted to share that with my community and connecting it to our roots with music. So yeah, love that's how that. I add my sazón and my sabor. I love that. And do you also offer virtual or just in person? I've been having a lot of people asking me for virtual, <laughs> so that might be an option. I just don't want to overdo it and overdo myself because again, going back to respecting boundaries, yeah. you know, knowing when you're getting tired or when you have to take a pause and breathe. And like, you know, the only way that I can be a, of a, the only way I can be of service to people is if I'm respecting myself first. Yeah, please believe it. So how has, you know, it was a crazy time. You got to let go of your job. Then you go to yoga and now you're teaching and helping. I love that you're helping um, and giving back to the black and brown community. How has that impacted how you handle business? Like you do the boundaries yeah. and stuff like that. So now you're like, nah, <laughs> does it, it, yeah. it, I'm sure it carries over, right? Absolutely. A hundred percent. I have a set time that I get started with work. I don't have technically a end time, but I do have a set time. And I also make sure that I work out throughout the day. Um, I take a walk every day. It's a 45 minute walk outside. And it's been where some of my best ideas have come, but it does two things. One, I have a dog and I've noticed just his happiness changes completely when I give him what he deserves. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, bro, like this is a perfect way for both of us to work out. But at the same time, it's a good break mentally. Some people think that in order to be successful, you have to be grinding like 24 seven. And I no. don't believe in that. No, I believe a lot in manifestations. I believe heavily in putting out what you want into the universe and having yourself in the receiving mode to be able to receive those things. And like all these amazing things that are happening right now. Um, are happening because I gave myself the, the ability to say, I'm not going to work before this time mm. and I'm going to get this done and I'm going to eat and I'm going to cook for myself and I'm going to read books that are enriching of my life, um, both professionally and, and personally. Right. Yeah. So I'm big on professional and personal development um, as well. And knowing when I can say, I don't know how to do this or right. I need help. And that's another big, big thing that 
I mean, a lot of people forget, like, if you want to go big, you, if you want to go, there's a quote that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to, no, no, no. What is it? Yeah. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, bring your, like, bring your people with you. Right. And right. so like, that's, I'm focused on that. I'm focused on asking for help when I need it. I'm focused on, you know, ensuring that I respect my boundaries and knowing that self-care is the only way that I'm going to be able to help everybody else. Yeah. That's real. And that's, that's stuff I've learned from, from, yeah, from yoga, meditating, but also just in general, you know, like self-care is so important. I think that's why it's becoming such a common theme in our community because for the longest time we were in that survival, survival mode. Right. And it's like, if you don't worry about where your money is coming from, or if you don't worry about any of that stuff, it's going to come to you regardless. It just happens. It's just how it, it's just how it goes. Yeah. And and you're absolutely right. As, as especially those of us that are children of immigrants, you know, even though we might be in a completely different space, with all these opportunities, it's that scarcity mentality. We don't want to spend, we don't, we didn't have the tools. And so we're just always, like I have PTSD like all the time. And so I'm in that space of learning how to take care of myself, really taking the time. And, you know, because especially as, as, you know, Latinas, as, as women, it's about, I think we were kind of, it was ingrained in us to take care of everybody else. And fuck us, you know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. and that no more, none of that. I think just as women in general, too, that's a natural thing that we think, you know. Well, we're not important, you know. And it's like you're you're the person who makes babies, exactly. Regardless to what your views are, in the most fundamental scientific piece, we our bodies carry humans. Yeah, and for that human to live, we have to. protect ourselves too you know it's like when you're in an airplane and they tell you the plane goes down you have to mask yourself first regardless to whether or not you have your kids you won't be able to be of service to your child if you have no oxygen yourself so like exactly if we are bleeding ourselves dry and overworking and not giving ourselves the respect and the self-care that we deserve we're not serving anyone we're just being selfish to well i mean we're not being selfish we're being so selfless that it's it's not cute to always be super humble it really isn't no not at all and i'd love that's why i feel like it's so important to um talk about the different ways and 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 not expensive ways right taking the walk that's free you know um you could do you know take a class or look look it up or just There's do some stretches. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. YouTube, YouTube University for days. Everything. Like all it's stuff like that, and and normalizing, destigmatizing mental health. Because what we need to do, especially in our communities, mental health, spiritual health, it's all encompassing. It's all health. You you can be running marathons, triathlons, whatever, but if you're not good inside, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it all catches up to you. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So, Rita, let's get into the not-so-rapid-fire questions, the a.k.a. slow-as-hell questions. Are you ready? Yes. Three words to describe yourself. Uh, Bold. Mm. Loving. Mm. And determined. 
Please believe it. We know all that. We know that for sure. Um, <laughs> what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Deje que la busque. <laughs> but that also applies to everything in life. Let them find you. Yeah. Let them find you because when you put so much resistance on things, you don't allow the natural flow of life for things to just happen. Mm-hmm. So don't be so quick to worry about being found. Let them find you. Let the right people find you. Yeah. Like just do your stuff. Just do mm-hmm. you. <laughs> Don't worry yeah. about anyone else. You should never worry about anybody else. Yeah. Like they say, you know, when you, what do they say? Like when you're running, when you're doing the track or whatever, don't look back. Like, don't worry about the people in the other lanes. Look forward, do your stuff. Okay. Yeah. Next one. Song to get you hyped when you need it. What is your go-to oh. or your recent go-to? Las Avispas by Juan Luis Guerra. That song is my jam. I don't know why, but it's just like he's. I think it's just because he found his his lane in spirituality, and in like the song, just you can feel his energy come out of the song. Mm. I may not necessarily align with all of the things that he thinks, but it's just like you know when somebody is in their vibrational center, like you just feel it, and you can feel it in that song. It's a good song. You can't deny it. So yeah. I'll make sure I always have a link to we have um, a word to your mama guest podcast guest hype song list on Spotify. Yeah. And I'll definitely add that. I, is it the first? Uh, anyways, it's hella eclectic. I'll put it on there. It's, it's going to add so much flavor. OK, last question. What will be your legacy? I think. I'm building these businesses, right? That's that that in and of itself is already a legacy. But I think my legacy is going to be just showing other people that with determination and a little bit of belief in yourself, that you can accomplish anything. Please believe it. Please believe it. So let's talk about what you have in store. What is your vision for... Latina Podcasters Network and Latino Pod, you're making big moves. What is your ultimate vision for what you're doing, the empire that you're growing? You know, this all started because I didn't see representation in this in this industry. Um, when you look at Apple, still to this day, if you look at Apple and Spotify and their top charts, they don't reflect black and brown people the way that they should. And we right. are massive all over the world and not just black and brown. I mean, like Asian, any, any minority in general, right? Like we can't keep believing that only white people produce great things. Like I'm over (laughs) that part, right? Like, because even if you're an, and in this, I am a hype man for independent podcasters and I'm a hype man for highly produced podcasts. I love all of it in between, but I also know that Crime Junkies came from two women who were building their own podcast and then they were picked up by a network who gave them the producing arm. So there's no reason for us not to support independent podcasters. Yeah. So my biggest thing overall for both Latina Podcasters Network and Latino Pods is for all of them somehow or another eventually to be charting and like real charts, not just 
society and culture chart yeah, number yeah. one like um, no <laughs> yeah. i'm talking about the top 100 like let's get behind this let's really start moving this movement forward um i want to be the largest global podcast network for latinas and latinos all over the world mm. and i want us to be a household name there it is there it is rita muchísima gracias for being here um Gracias for having, you know, word to your mama and me be part of this ride. I mean, we're I'm excited and uh <laughs> I love everything that you stand for, your passion. Um so muchísimas gracias for everything. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And now introducing the Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural, Supernatural Bear. Bear. Hello everyone, I'm the SNB16 or the Supernatural Bear. Yeah, really outdated theme song. We're gonna change that soon. Um, and today we are talking about kinda Miss Rita. And before we get to today's real topic, I just want to thank her so much for helping this and many other Latina podcasts. And if you want to check out some other really, really cool podcasts, just search up the Latina Podcasters Network and you'll find um other amazing podcasts, including this one. Um, that you could, you know, listen to. Um, I just want to say thank you so much. Um, and yeah. <laughs> and for today's main topic, I would like to happily announce that I will soon be sharing some of my special um, stop motions to some of you. Heck yeah. End up patrons. So um, heck yeah. End up patrons. If you are um, you want to see some more SMB content. There will be some stop motions dropping soon. I'm finishing editing them, and then um, I'll ask my mom to post them. So, just a little update and thank you for the SMB Corner today. Not much, but, you know, it's my corner. I get to do whatever I want. So, yeah, just um, stay tuned for those Patreons. And um, thank you, Miss Rita, for helping this podcast and many others. This has been the SMB signing off. Show yeah. There you have it, folks. Episode 72, a word to your mama. Rita, she's a real one, man. She's a real one. And like I said, I work off of vibes, and it, I just keep having good ones off of her. That initial meeting where she was just kind of breaking it down to see if we wanted to go on this ride with her. And there was something about it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, you just have to follow your gut. And I did. And then all this other stuff happened after the fact, after I signed the contract. And then we just had recently, we just had a, a, a town hall meeting. And it was with the some of the, who, who could make it from the Latina Podcasters Network and the Latino Pods Network. So we got to meet each other a little bit. She got to break down some, some new stuff on the pipeline in the future that is... Um, going to help us all grow and how she's really, you know, trying to do, trying to do big things. And I appreciate all her work. And especially it during that town hall, it just, it confirmed, do you know what I'm saying? Like it confirmed my feeling, my gut, my gut feeling that this is the right move. 
you know, she continued the trans. She didn't change from that initial meeting to to get us in. It was like if 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 anything, she was even more transparent and just was like blah 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Breaking it down. So thank you to Rita and the supernatural bear. I mean, he's the he's the curse word police. <laughs> so even if even if he he doesn't even want to listen to the beginning parts though there is one episode that we did it was a skate side cuz I was his skate coach back in the days um skating with the uh, Jerry curl uh that episode that's the one that I made sure so that he could listen to his coach's story amazing story so that one's uh cuss free but he knows he doesn't want to he, I get in trouble guys I get in trouble so <laughs> I can't even he he won't even say hell and I can't say it. So when I'm around him, I got to say heck. And even that's a little risque, if you will. But again, thank you so much. Of course, as always, we are part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Check it out. Support us. Support this podcast. Um, you can donate. You become a patron. Uh, you can buy us a whiskey via buy us a coffee. Buy me a coffee. And, uh, you know, we got the store going on. So if you need some pins, you need some tea towels, you need other things, go check us out. But, you know, a free way, a free way to support is to tell your folks, tell your peeps and tell your friends. You got any questions? You got any comments? You got any concerns? Let us know. Reach out. Hola at wordtoyourmama.com. Also, if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that helps us as a whole. If you leave a review, I'll read it. I'll read it. Hopefully it's a good one and not negative, but I'll read it. I'll make that promise. So yeah, and as always, we reap. Word to Your Mama is owned and produced by Ritzy P. Intro Beat, produced by Nico Beats. If you want to know anything about Word to Your Mama, including Media Kit, go to wordtoyourmama.com. And as always, Word to Your Mama is brought to you by RitzyPeriwinkle.com.